0: Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K-12 through students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years, I saw what worked and what didn't, and there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers, to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos, and I am back again this week today with a different guest, and her name is Hannah Mitchell. Welcome, Hannah, to our Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. Hi, Helen. Glad to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy that my assistant uh, met you, or we wouldn't be here talking today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Amanda wherever you are out there. (laughs) Amanda's a treat. She's probably going to be listening to this podcast and doing the podcast notes actually. (laughs) Hi Amanda, you're a treat. Oh so sweet. Um, So well we'll get started. I know you are a public educator in um, a county north of Atlanta and you're a writer and so I know you are a teacher of literature and composition in Georgia, currently working on your doctor of arts degree in English, literature, and pedagogy. Working as a teacher, researcher, writer, artist, and mother, you have learned to heavily lean on journaling practice to maintain balance, creativity, and sanity. I love journaling. I was taking a class, actually, from a lady who taught all about journaling, but in a different way, I think, maybe from what you're going to say, but... (laughs) This was more of a a holistic approach and writing in the present and it really works. It was great. And unfortunately she passed away and I need to get back on my journaling. (laughs) Um, So, well, let's uh, have you talk first about your journey and what got you to where you are today.
1: Sure. Well, I knew that I wanted to be an English teacher since I was about 16 in my uh, sophomore lit class, you can blame my sophomore literature teacher for, <laughs> for everything you're about to hear. Um, I loved writing uh, from a young age, but it, it was that that multicultural, lit that world lit class that really made me wanna be a, a high school teacher. So I started substitute teaching right out of high school and learned very, very early that I really wanted to work with what folks like to call the problem students. Um, I I'd, don't, I'd, I'd, again, I'd always wanted to be a writer, but I, I lacked the confidence to really put myself out there. I'm very bad at self marketing. I sure. can't stand the idea of self publishing. I want to lower my work down in a basket from a tower and let somebody else deal with the nuts and bolts of it. But um, I love teaching. That's something I never lacked confidence in. And I felt such a strong calling to do that. When the job is done right, it can totally consume you, it can take up every spare minute, and as I worked with students in alternative settings, and I'm in my 15th year teaching, um, side note, alternative here covers a multitude of sins, you know, <laughs> uh, it, behavior Why, issues. Uh, uh,
0: let me say, in the old days, like when I was in school, and I almost went into an alternative school, it's probably different today, right, well, I do you know,
1: it's, it's funny that you say that because it is not always just behavioral issues. Um, sometimes it's challenges with mental or physical health. Sometimes it's challenges with lifestyles um, and schedules that just don't mesh with a typical school day schedule. There's lots of different reasons a kid would be in an alternative environment to a typical classroom setting. And as I got, as I spent more and more time in that setting, I learned that none of of these young people who had been deemed problem kids were actually a problem for me to teach. I mean, they might have been challenging, sure, but they weren't problems. Mm-hmm. Um, still, as life's demands got more complicated, you know, I, I got married, I had children, I got my master's degree. I started leaning more heavily on my own writing to give me clarity and structure. And then I started using the bullet journal method almost eight years ago. Uh, which really revolutionized my teaching, my ability to manage my time, to work toward my personal goals, as well as my professional goals. And now I invite students to journal with me as both a reflective exercise and as a way for them to practice goal setting.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear more about this uh, bullet journaling. So... um... Let's start with why are you so passionate about teaching literature and composition in a world where it seems like everything needs to be reduced to simply understood soundbite. <laughs> well, you know, we live in the
1: TikTok age, and if you can't if you can't explain it in two minutes or less, then it's not worth understanding is what a lot of kids have sort of internalized. Um, but as, a, as an English teacher, a literature teacher, a composition teacher, whatever, um, I, I know that when you look at a student's transcript, their courses are called multicultural literature or advanced composition or American lit comp or whatever. But what I'm really teaching in my classes isn't the literature itself. The literature is the tool. I'm using literature to teach critical thinking, analysis skills, empathy, by encouraging the students to engage authentically with texts. And you know, by texts, I mean media, everything from commercials to comics to canonical literature students can learn how to make these sound judgment calls that they will need in their adult life to support their opinions with valid and verified information to connect with to connect with people and to understand people who are different than themselves encouraging students to respond through journaling is a great way to help them make those real world connections between what they're reading and what is going on in their real lives, and then how to build all of that together to serve their future goals. So, I, as I said earlier, I myself use a bullet journal, um, the, the bullet journal system. I, I can't live without it at this point. It's basically my portable, readable brain. And um, the kids really respond when I share how I work. It's the authenticity, I think, that speaks to the students. Uh, they can. A teenager can smell a phony a mile away. So when I show them what my version of adult life looks like, which includes reading, which includes journaling, which includes, you know, a thousand different hacks for dealing with the demands of the real world and being honest with them about how hard things can be,
0: the kids really engage with that. Mm, that's, That's amazing because really it's funny how they must think that after they're done with high school, that reading, writing, math, and journaling, writing, especially, is going to go away.
1: <laughs> they do, and they also think that they're going to suddenly get some adult upgrade, and everything is going to be easy.
0: And they'll suddenly <laughs>
1: understand how to manage their money, and they'll suddenly understand how to get all of the laundry done in a week. And it's not—it's—it's it's hard for everybody. And and people look—the kids are not seeing it.
0: Right? Isn't that amazing? I don't know if that's because parents are doing it for them, and they don't really get how long it takes, the detail of it, the manpower, the mind power to it. (laughs) I think
1: it might be part of that, but I think it's also just kids are so supervised. Kids are given very little active freedom up until they're 18. We treat them as children until they turn 18. And then all of a sudden they're expected to know how to be adults. One of the things that I always try to tell my children who are very little is I am not raising children. I'm raising adults. You have to learn how to do this on your own. So it's it's the task initiation, I think, that the kids have a hard time
0: with. Yes. Yeah. And now I think school systems could be rolling a little too far to the other end of that and expecting them, I'm hearing, uh, let's say, for instance, math. They're not talking to them too much and showing them too much. They expect them to go figure it out on their own. And I'm like, math? I mean, don't you have to show them the step-by-step approach? And then then they got to go execute it themselves.
1: <laughs> Math and so, I don't get along. I'm an English teacher.
0: And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we got to you got to show them and role model it, right, before they can go do it. <laughs> A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Parents, we are all aware that public schools and private institutions use standardized testing to make a lot of decisions in terms of your children's academic success and in, 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 uh, placements in their schools throughout the year. Mastering test-taking strategies are very important, so important that they need to be taken care of earlier on rather than in middle or high school. These strategies are something that can be taught to children if they are not aware of them. Reach out to us at Dynamis Learning Academy as we have done a great job in assisting children with understanding how to take tests and be successful at them. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. Tell us about bullet journaling and what it is, first of all, and then how is it different from regular journaling or using a planner?
1: Regular journey journaling is a fantastic skill in anyone's self improvement toolbox. A planner is a great tool, also. But when I discovered Ryder Carroll's bullet journal system um, seven or eight years ago, eight or nine years ago, I was desperate for a way to incorporate all of my must dos and want tos and don't forgets all in one place. I'm a writer i'm an artist i'm a teacher and a mom i'm a southern woman with a big old family who all live right around here i'm a passionate creative and i collect hobbies like some people collect stamps or rare books
0: mm-hmm.
1: i lived for years carrying around a commonplace book for ideas a regular notebook for grocery lists and to do's sketchbook a planner The bullet journal system allowed me to put all of those things in one place, use any regular notebook as something that could contain multitudes. Uh, It merged all of my kind of disparate threads into just one thing. And um, again, it was developed by Ryder Carroll. It was developed um, to manage his own ADHD, which I was diagnosed with as an adult only three or four years ago. Um, And the bullet journal method at its core is very simple based off of the structure of bulleted lists. I really recommend checking out bulletjournal.com to see how it all works because there are so many fantastic resources there about understanding the past and organizing the present and then planning for the future that you want. Mm -hmm. But it was the simple table of contents that really clicked in my mind. When you number your journal pages and you just leave a few blank leaves in the front for a list of contents, then it doesn't matter what order anything is in. You just turn to the next page and keep moving. That meant that my high-strung brain, my anxious brain, did not have to worry about September and October calendars being right next to each other or running out of planning space for something. I can just move on to the next page and then log those pages in the contents. And something about that just really scratched my brain in a satisfying way. It was like permission to be imperfect. And it it Mm -hmm. meant that I didn't have to get it all set up at once. And it really That's drove true. home the fact that this is a practice, not a product.
0: Mm-hmm. It, helped me,
1: it helped me let go of a lot of perfectionism and anxiety that I had. And you'll see, if you go looking for it, you'll see a lot of very highly decorated bullet journals out there or Bujos and some people call them on Instagram and on Pinterest. Now I decorate mine and I fill it with art and doodles and stickers and washi tape, but That's window dressing. That's not part of the system if you don't want it to be. Again, I'm an artist. I'm an unrepentant doodler. If I can't make it pretty and fun, then it isn't going to keep my interest. (laughs) If something doesn't keep my interest, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to avoid it. And my bullet journal practice keeps my interest, even with my ADHD, because I make it at least a little bit new and different each month.
0: That's cool. Um, So it's really about you form your own table of contents, it sounds like, right? make
1: everything yourself you can Hmm. get printable stuff there's so many resources of printable things that you can put i have a i have a health tracker that i made that i print and put in my journal just because it's a lot of little boxes to track a lot of little things but everything else i do i do
0: by hand what kind of things are in your table of contents
1: well right now in my table of contents i have a page for inspiring quotes Mm -hmm. i have a page for for, um, I have my future log, which is a crucial part, which is all of the things month by month for the f- upcoming year that you need. So as you're making your plans, if you have a plan for next August, you just put it there and you don't have to worry about having next year's August page already set up. You've got the Notes version ready to go. Um, I have a list of birthdays. I have a page that is a when did I last page for household chores. Like, when did I last flip the mattresses? When did I last clean the air filters in the house or replace those? When did I last change the light bulbs in the kitchen? Oh, that's a great idea. I've got a gratitude log. I have a list of writing projects I'm working on. I have a a list of trackers, uh, like a list of uh, publication places that I've gotten yeses and nos from. Um, It just keeps going. You have a list
0: of- uh... Everything in my brain. What kills me is when doctors make appointments for you the next year. Like that just <laughs> happened to me yesterday. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you like another appointment? I go, what, a year from now? Are you going to do it? And they're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I've got a page
1: for that. Stick it right in there. I don't
0: even need yeah, the little reminder card so you that they can give put
1: me. something like that, right? <laughs> you make a place. And that's for right. anything, I have a page that's just for the plans for my daughter's birthdays, just for their birthday parties. It can that's be as detailed or as big as you want.
0: Well, especially when you're doing projects that take a while and, or you're not going to start. I'm like, I'm going to do a hundredth episode party for this uh, podcast. And, but I'm not going to, I mean, I keep saying, I got to remind myself, I got to put it in my calendar to tell my assistant to start working on that in the next couple of weeks or so, even though we're not doing it till later in January, but like people who are planning for travel. That's a perfect, Absolutely. I've had travel planning pages it now. I have a page, I have gratitude logs for each
1: month. I have, um, uh, I have a a whole section of notes that I took when I was at the Red Clay Writers Conference in Kennesaw last spring. Uh, You know, whatever you need, you make the space for it just like you would in your real life. But it's all in one place. That's Mm -hmm. the beauty of it.
0: And then when you run out of space, you go to another journal, is that correct? Yeah,
1: you just switch right over.
0: And you look at the the, table of contents. To see what's in there, mm-hmm. yeah. And what's
1: interesting in Writer Carroll's system is he specifically suggests starting a new journal with every year. Um, I I like to just I like to just fill mine up until I'm ready. He mm-hmm. he suggests that clean break of letting go of the old year and moving into the new one. But I could care less about the year. That is just a time for me. It means nothing uh-huh. to me. So um, I I measure my life now in in bullet journal eras. You know, I have, I have October 2016 through October of 2017, November 2017 to January 2019, and it just keeps going. And I keep them and they're all here. That's I'll awesome. be an anthropologist's dream one day. <laughs> in 2000 years, they'll find it fossilized. And do you order your journals from Amazon or? You can, any old journal will work. Just a regular spiral notebook will work. It does not have to be anything special. My favorite ones are from notebook therapy. And um, writer Carol is going to be irritated at me for not plugging the bullet journal specific bullet journal brand. Um, I just haven't tried them yet, but I have tried the Luke term, which is a classic, but the notebook therapy.com notebooks have the best paper I have ever, ever, ever used. I have a
0: really big. I have a marker
1: <laughs> test page as my last page. I go to the very back page when I get a notebook and test all my different markers and pens uh-huh. for bleed through to see what I can use and what I can't. Uh-huh. And this one, the notebook therapy, the only thing that bled through at all was a real genuine fat tip Sharpie. Everything else, every other highlighter, every other marker, even the narrow tip, fine tip Sharpies no bleed. It's important.
0: Is <laughs> your table all right, exactly? Clean. Is your table of contents in different colors? My table of contents is not.
1: No, oh, it okay. is just it is just basic. My table of contents is is uh just a list, regular old list. That's a working it's a working page. But some of my collections are really pretty. I tried to make my future log pretty. I have pictures of all of this stuff up on my Instagram. Um, my one of my favorite ones is my um, my key page, where I just put a whole bunch of stickers and it says you know a dot signifies a task when you put an x through it that means it's complete when you put an arrow through it that means the task was migrated meaning you had to move it forward because you didn't get it done that day um, or in that list and it's all about looking and seeing well what was i able to accomplish what was i not able to accomplish what do i not need to do that became irrelevant and what do i need to move forward that is still relevant that still needs to get done it's very much a mindfulness practice
0: Yeah, that sounds like it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, I know I do gratitudes in my planner. I log all my, let's say, my uh, revenue by day in the planner. But that that sounds really interesting. Because you, like you said, one thing I can't squeeze in is everything related to my life, which I do it because I want to only use one planner. But it gets pretty tight, (laughs) (laughs) but I like the fact that yours has like a table of contents, so you can go right back to that page and find it, if you're looking back a quarter, let's say, or a couple months back, Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, um, so what are some writing projects that you're currently working on?
1: I have two or three children's books that I'm working on, um, where the text is completely done, they're ready, um, one, I'm trying to illustrate myself, but I've got to tell you the imposter syndrome is strong with this one, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I have a few others that I'm I'm not sure about. I'd love to collaborate with an artist and and share the creation of a work 50 50 instead of just commissioning work. That would just be a one and done, uh, which is how most illustrators work. And totally fair, totally valid. But I'd like I'd like somebody to be a creative partner. Who would would share in the in any revenue of the book rather than just taking the 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 commission work and and moving on? I just haven't found the right person yet. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm primarily focused on research. I'm conducting primary research for the first time. I've never done primary research, and it's. Um, one of the most exciting things my geeky little brain has ever dug itself into, <laughs> uh, it's a treasure hunt every day because I'm researching a, uh, this forgotten poet from the late 1700s, early 1800s from the Cumberland region of the United Kingdom, and uh, he was, he's completely, completely forgotten, published half a dozen books of poetry and seems to have made no impact Culturally, there's almost no scholarly research. His Wikipedia page is so short that you don't even scroll it. It's just on Mm -hmm. just on the screen, and a lot of it is incorrect. I'm discovering. Um, It's very strange to consider myself a world expert on somebody, but of course it would be basically a nobody. Um, So I'm working up uh, conference proposals about the research that I'm doing with him and the discoveries I'm making with him, and I am going to I'm planning on publishing a short biography of his of his life and uh, uh, along with uh, his collected works try to get all of his collected works in one thing I think that he has a place in the canon I think he has a really interesting spot situated between the kind of neoclassical period and the romantic period of English poetry and I'm really excited to to kind of find a way to shoehorn him into uh into the limelight so well, that's that's, cool. that's my big focus right
0: now well, that's awesome um well tell the audience how they can reach you and where where are you locate. are you on instagram or which social media pages are you on i am i am on
1: instagram i am
0: on instagram for um
1: mom stuff and bullet journaling stuff at um lazy busy mama and that's, <laughs> that's m-a-m-a and uh um my writing instagram is at stolen morning light which is also my website name stolenmorninglight.com which is where all of my writing goes um i thought about making an instagram like a bullet journal and putting everything in one place but um, <laughs> i really don't want my family to read that much of my poetry to be perfectly honest so.
0: <laughs> near the twain shunt and then parents can contact you on your website right absolutely And that's StolenMorningLight.com backslash contact dot HTML. We'll have that link available for everyone to just click on it. You don't have to memorize that. (laughs) And um, so I really appreciate this interesting, um, you know, podcast interview. Thank you for uh, joining me today. And um, so much for having me, Helen. I think that's a really cool thing. I may have to start looking at uh, bullet journaling myself (laughs) since I was doing journaling anyway. (laughs) Well, I I mean, even my nine-year-old does it with me. So
1: that's uh, awesome. Anybody can do it.
0: Well, thank you again, um, for coming on and this will be airing, you know, inside of our hundredth episode within season 10. And, uh, that will air anytime between November 7th and January, middle of January. So, uh, everyone, Thank you for joining us again today, and we hope you have a great rest of your day and week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamus.com learningacademycom backslash podcast backslash also it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on spotify and shared it with your community and remember i believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program because teachers just can't do it all Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamislearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.